0: I'm always trying to figure out hacks to be more productive and have smoother days, and I've been researching the morning routine of successful people for months now and trying out different strategies. Now, when I say successful, I don't just mean successful in business. I mean people who are making an impact and making progress towards their goals each month and each year. I love learning about how they start their day and plan out their tasks to be the most productive and efficient and make forward motion towards whatever goals they are trying to accomplish. I'm talking about taking control of your day every day and start it feeling empowered and energetic. I'm sharing what I've learned about when people are the sharpest and when you should do your most important tasks of the day why your nighttime routine is as important as your morning routine and some really practical hacks that I think will help you set up for really awesome days.
1: Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay.
0: How to be awesome at your morning routine and why it's so important. Here's the bottom line. Either you run your day or your day will run you. I have had the most interesting couple months Researching morning routines and the different morning routines of successful people and how they differ and how they're similar and all the different hacks that people have figured out to be more productive, have smoother days, get more done in less time, setting boundaries and having a good work life balance and how other people have figured it all out. So today, I'm sharing everything I've learned and the different things that I've implemented in my life. You know I love practical and tactical strategies, like don't just give me an abstract idea, give me set examples and plans and things that I can put into my routine that are really gonna work and make me feel better and make me more productive and ultimately move closer towards my goal each day. Do you ever go to sleep at night and think, oh my gosh, I literally did not get anything done today. Well, I was having this happen more days than not. And so that's why I started to dive into this whole concept of morning routines and really become obsessed with it and read and listen to as much as I can could on the topic so that I could really kind of reverse things. I mean, I was definitely getting things done. I mean, every day I keep the kids alive and fed and the house running and all that kind of stuff. But as far as like moving towards my goals, I did not feel like I was making big strides each day. So I knew I needed a change, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. I feel like I'm productive, I'm organized, I wake up early. I just, I couldn't figure out what it was. So it really took me digging in and researching and figure out what other people are doing that really, really works well. And um, I I tried out a bunch of different things that I'm going to share with you, the things that I took away that I think are the very most valuable. And one of the concepts that I knew, but it just really resonated, either you run your day or your day will run you. And I think that this starts with the second you wake up. So When you wake up, when you set your alarm, don't hit snooze. Don't talk yourself into why you can stay up, why you can sleep a little bit later because most of the time you'll end up sleeping way later than you want. Don't hit snooze. Wake up with intention when you set your alarm and when you plan to. It's like telling yourself you're in charge, like I'm in charge, I'm getting up and I just make myself because it's not always easy and we're all so busy and so tired But I make myself like, just go brush your teeth. Like, don't think about the whole, all the steps. Just get up. And then, you know, once you get up, you open your eyes. I put in my eye drops, I love. I brush my teeth. And then I get moving and I put on my exercise clothes. And it's so much easier. Just think about the next step and don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Don't hit the snooze button. And, one of the best tips that I really learned and it's really transformed my mornings is don't check your phone or social media or email before you get your day going. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why, and I'll get into all those reasons and really the psychology behind it and not just what I think, but what experts think about why we don't want to start our day that way. But Wake up, don't hit the snooze button, and then I think for most people, the best thing you can do is get a workout in right away. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. You know I love a physical change, and I think it's the easiest to get a workout in in the morning before your phone's buzzing and before before everybody needs you. So I think you should wake up early, have your workout clothes laid out so it's automatic and you're not slow to get all that going. But here's the thing, because I know a lot of people message me, I'm not naturally motivated, I don't like working out, it's hard for me to do. And I understand that. I mean, half the days I don't feel like doing it, but here's the thing. I have... Made it a routine so it just happens. Like there's no decision to be made. So even if you don't feel like it, you get up and you do the best you can that day. You do it before your phone starts going and people start needing you. And it's just part of your routine. Get right to your workout and Focus on your mind and your body. So one thing that I always do is I know the day before, the night before, what workout I'm gonna do the next day. So I work out at home because I think it's the most efficient and there's gonna have less barriers to getting it done. So if I'm gonna do um, an on-demand video on obey fitness or on beach body on demand all already either have the exact video picked out or have an idea of what I want that way I'm just trying to eliminate all those 20 minute lags you know how it can totally take you 20 minutes to get dressed and put your shoes on but you know you're in the dark and you're slow and you're tired same thing you get down there and you're like Ugh, what do I want to do I mean before you know it you could have gotten a whole workout in by the time you got dressed and figured out what workout you're gonna do so if you can, pick that out ahead of time. Then think about your mind, whatever amount of time you have. So whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, for me, an hour is like the sweet spot because I'm strengthening my body and I'm strengthening my mind. And this is where like, I center. This is where I get my strength for the day and where I don't feel overwhelmed. So I do whatever f- feels good. So I love learning. I love constantly learning new things and growing. So a lot of times I'll listen to a podcast or an audiobook, or if I'm doing an online course, I'll do the online course. So I'll set up for a five mile run on my treadmill and I'll pop up the online course and I'll just go through the online course while I'm running. Other times I like silence and I think that silence is such a beautiful thing because it allows you to just think and have those moments of waking up, waking up your mind and, you know, those moments of gratitude in the morning and looking outside. If you have a window where you can work out and just like soaking in things. And I also think this is where a lot of us fill all of our moments in the day. So there's no time for our genius mind to actually work. Sometimes I love silence to think about solutions to things or kind of plan things out. Now I never let myself go in the mode of, I don't know, revisiting the past or replaying something in my mind or a conversation or a conflict I had with someone. This is not the time. Like This is your time to grow and think. And if you need to plan, not like to-do list plan, this is not like pick up dog food, call in my prescription, no. This is like grow and sometimes it's silence. For me, sometimes it's loud music because that just makes me feel like empowered and running. You don't always have to be productive in this time. It's just a matter of having this 20, 30 minutes, hour completely to yourself before the world is awake to whatever you feel like. So it's either growing and learning or it's literally having a blank mind with gratitude and letting your genius mind wander and think of new ideas and solutions to things and new things you wanna do. I just love this hour. I love it and I protect that time. Even if something happens the night before, one of my kids wakes up in the middle of the night or they're not feeling well, even if my day starts later, I do what I can. I will move mountains. I make it a priority like it's an appointment with someone to make it happen because that's just where I literally center and I set up for a really good day. And I think this works for most people because you're just taking time for yourself and you're not waking up. And dashing. You're not waking up in chaos. You're not waking up late and then you're racing to, you know, make breakfast and lunches or whatever your day looks like. Race to work to get there on time. You're not wasting waking up feeling behind. You're waking up like you're in charge. You took control of the day. You're making this time for your physical strength, for your mental strength and your mental clarity and all of that. So I get up, I work on my mind and my body, and then right away when I'm still like warm from the workout, I take a freezing cold shower. So I talk about this all the time. I'll do my business in like a warm shower, suds up, wash my hair, whatever, do all that stuff in a warm shower, not like hot, but just like warm. Then I turn it freezing for two minutes. It is so good for the body. There are so many health benefits, but beyond that, it makes me tough for the day. And it's awesome because it feels like you've accomplished something right out of the gate. Like you've already accomplished a huge hard thing. A freezing shower changes your state. I come out of that shower feeling like a tiger. Like I got this. I already did that hard thing. I made myself uncomfortable. I feel better and stronger because of it. And you were already like warm from the workout. So in a way it feels good on your skin and your bones and it's great for circulation and so many different things. So Take a freezing cold shower. I'm telling you, it will make you tough for the day. And subconsciously, it tells your own self and your mind, like, you can do it. You can do hard things. That's, that's, that's why I love a cold shower. You can do hard things. You just, you just proved it to yourself. Then. Then, after your freezing cold shower, sometimes um I'll get ready, I'll do a quicker get ready or a longer get ready depending on depending on the day. And I know a lot of us have like real life stuff. And I have so many work commitments and family commitments and kid commitments and all the things. So, try to make this work into your day, but I think after your freezing cold shower and your get ready, then you do the three most important tasks of the day first, and you do this for a few reasons. Studies have shown, and I read so many studies across um, different universities and professors and experts who have really studied this. Studies have shown that you are your sharpest for the first three hours of the day. So let's not use those three hours mindlessly scrolling social media or or replying to endless emails. More on that in a minute. The three most important tasks of the day cannot be more than three. So these three things should somehow have the highest impact on your year. I mean, even I was going to say your week, your month, but really in your year. They can be small things or they can be big things. Usually for me, they are small steps towards the big things. And I've really found in researching this that sometimes things we procrastinate on don't actually take us very long. It just seems like it. Maybe you need to find someone's email that you want to do business with and you want to send them an email. If you just write it down and do the first step, it's often so much easier than you think. Like maybe that whole process seems so overwhelming, like, oh, I want to do business with this person, but I don't even know. But here's the thing. Research, find their email address and send them an email. I procrastinated for so long on some things. Then when I actually do those things, it's like 20 minutes. And I'm like, holy hell, that's been on my list for three months. And I look at it on my list every day, but then I do something else just because it seems hard. I'm not sure. I think of it as this long, like three hour thing, but really it was a 20 minute thing. I think so many of us have 20 minute things on our list that we avoid. But if we just tackle it, will be so much more efficient. Then save your other things for later in the day. Things like making doctor's appointments and following up on whatever you need to. You don't need to be your absolute sharpest for those tasks. You know what I mean? Making dinner reservations or planning travel or doing your emails. Like you don't need to be your sharpest self. Leave those for later in the day. And here's the thing about, like I mentioned, about scrolling social media and replying to your emails first thing is social media, no matter what, even if you look at it in a very healthy way, it makes you sort of compare your life to other people. Imagine for a second, if you had a middle schooler in your house and you told your middle schooler to wake up each morning and the first thing you do is scroll social media and look at all the different things that people are doing and wearing and what they look like and all these things and compare yourself to them and then go out and go to school and try to have a great day. It's not a great plan. And this is what we're doing to ourselves if we wake up, open our eyes, and we start scrolling. First of all, it's just not a great use of time for your sharpest hours of the day. And it doesn't get you primed for the day. It doesn't get you in this like great headspace that we wanna be in for the day. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect your day. Same thing goes with emails. If you start your day by checking your emails and replying to emails, you are operating on the defense, not on the offense. Don't let other people determine what you do. You decide what you want to get done. Now, this has been, I mean, I have, I think back on so many years that I started my day this way, especially when I had a really big team, different phases of my business. I've had a bigger team and I've had smaller teams and sometimes I'll do everything in house and other times I will outsource things. So I'll have, instead of having you know, a graphic designer and a Google AdWords expert and a um, Amazon expert, things like that, sometimes I'll have all that in-house and I'll have a big team to manage. So that's lots of emails and lots of managing of people. And then other times I have a smaller, tighter team like I do now, and then I have all these experts who work remotely and are more like independent contractors helping out and, and they form part of our team but it's just different. And I have found for me, that's how I am the most productive. That's how the company is the most successful. And that's how I'm the happiest on the daily. I love being in business and and, and making smart business moves and strategies. And I love creating beauty products. Like I really had to figure out what is it I love about my job and do more of that. I personally don't love managing people. I love people, but I realized that the majority of my day was managing people. This person, you know, isn't feeling well, this person's unhappy about this, or these two people aren't getting along. There's a lot of that. And when you have a big team, you know, as the boss, as the owner, that's what you end up doing a lot of. So I really had to when I realized that my emails were really ruling my life. I had such a big team and a lot of people who were great at what they did, but not as much like experts. Like right now, I have like I have a webinar expert who plans our webinars, so I have experts. So there's just a lot less managing and a lot less email, and I'm just so much happier that way. But no matter how much, that could be a whole nother topic on its own. And let me know if you want to hear a podcast on that. But um, for emails. I'm telling you, your defense. You are replying to what other people need from you and what other people want, and you're not on the offense. So for me, emails, it is so important that social media and emails do not happen at the very start of your day, and ideally not in the first three hours of your day. I just think it's so important. I mean, I think if you do one thing, it would be don't fall asleep with your phone right next to you, or don't fall asleep scrolling, and then don't wake up and start scrolling. Now, if you've listened to all of my podcasts, you know that I'm all about um, reducing your EMF exposure and your Wi-Fi exposure and the radiation in the house and all of that. So no matter what, I think that your phone should either be in the other room, like a wall apart from you, or it should be turned on airplane mode with the Bluetooth off. Now, I need to figure out a way to where I use my phone as my alarm, but I really disconnect. I have a work phone and a personal phone, so I have double the issues. (laughs) um, So I sleep with it at my nightstand, Bluetooth off, airplane mode on. And for me, I'm able to disconnect because I like the alarm on the iPhone that's like a vibrating alarm so it doesn't wake my husband up because he doesn't want to get up as early as I do. Um, So I like that. So I need to figure out another, like, vibration alarm. If anyone knows of one, that would be the most epic thing. I've tried, like, the little one, the little kind of sound machines that light up and do bird chirping, but everything else I found wakes everybody else up. So... I use my phone because I like that app. It's called like BRRR and it just kind of like vibrates to wake you up. So anyways, I keep my phone next to me, but I think it is better if you completely leave it in the other room or better yet the kitchen because then you disconnect. And I'm telling you, there is such clarity from separating yourself. So it's not like you go to bed scrolling and you wake up scrolling your phone. There's just a sense of relaxation when your phone is not with you. So... That is definitely in my research, like on everybody's top five list is don't sleep with your phone in your bed. Don't go to sleep staring at it. Or first thing when you wake up, since we're focusing on morning routines, don't start by scrolling, scrolling. Now, one of the things I think is the most important to a good morning routine is a good nighttime routine. You have to make sure you get enough sleep, that you drink enough water throughout the day so you're nice and hydrated and you don't have restless legs. Stretch before bed if that feels good to you, like something to wind down your body. I love to take a warm shower. You know I'm all about a physical change that kind of promotes a mental change, so I love a warm shower. Um, I like at this point, kind of as I'm winding down and kind of collecting my thoughts to make a list for the next day. Now, this is not like a furious to-do list, like you know, uh, you know, call the exterminator, and this—it's—it's this. not like that. I mean, yes, if you have those things, write them down because you know I love a brain dump. Write them down so they're out of your mind, and you're not. Your mind isn't like racing all night, and you're not. You're thinking about the same things over and over. Write it down. Um, but also make your list for the next day. So you're intentional and you think about the day, especially as you're winding down. I think about what I got done and I think about like, what are the three most important things I wanna get done tomorrow? I really try to do that the night before. Don't scroll on your phone for hours in bed and then end up going to bed too late. We've all done it. You go down a rabbit hole. Even if you're learning things, you go down a rabbit hole on your phone before you know it, it's midnight, and then you've just messed up your morning for the next day just because you, it's just not enough hours to wake up early and feel fresh. Or even if you do wake up early, you're cutting yourself short on your sleep, which I think doesn't serve you any good because if you crash halfway through the day, what does it matter that you got a couple hours in the beginning of the day? And I think that um, just trying to go to bed on time can be so hard because it's so relaxing. Like you've had a long day, you want to lay in bed for a couple hours and watch your shows and uh, play on your computer or scroll on social media. But I think that if you can do that, but just limit it, it will really, really serve you. I know that when I really go to bed on time, when I tell myself that I should, um, I just feel so much better the next day because I wake up on time and I've rested enough so that I wake up with lots of energy. Also, like I mentioned, know what workout you're going to do the next day and have your workout close. This is part of your routine. This is not a decision that needs to be made. So have it laid out and make it easy. Now, here is one hack that I learned from all my research that I had no idea I needed to do, and hopefully this serves so many of you in the same way. Call a quitting time. Like, have an end time to whatever it is you do. So if you have a traditional job and you know you are the type, like I used to be, where you're working any minute that you can. So You work and then you do dinner and maybe while everyone's relaxing, you work a little bit more you put everyone to bed and then everyone goes to sleep and you work more. Here's the thing. I felt like I was getting more done and I was, I was getting more projects done, but without having a strict quitting time, you don't have that time to like unplug and decompress and refresh for the next day. So we'll get into that a little bit more later because it kind of ties into some other things, but I wanted to mention it on this list because I think it is so important and something I had no idea I needed until I did it. Next tip try to keep a similar routine on the weekends to keep up the momentum. So not to say you have to wake up at 5 a.m on a Saturday. Adjust it so that you have fun and you don't feel like you know your whole life is revolving on waking up early and all that but keep the same general routine just to keep the momentum going. This is really important and especially if you know say some Friday nights you go out and some Saturday nights you go out the, you know then naturally you're gonna wake up later and you should but i found that if i you know normally wake up at 5 maybe i wake up at 6 or 6:30 and i'm still doing that same general routine because i really believe in momentum you know how if you stop working out for 2 weeks it's so much harder to get back in the routine of it same thing with this so I have my weekly routine during the week, and then I try to keep a similar routine, just like you know, the same general routine on the weekends for my morning routine. It keeps that momentum going, and I just feel like I really stay on track that way. Next tip is something that I don't do, but I wanted to mention because I read a lot about this and I think it's really interesting. So some people and some really you know, highly successful people have said that they don't eat three hours before bed, they do no work two hours before bed, and they do not have any screen time, no TV, no computer, no phone, one hour before bed. Now, I think this is great. Like if this works for you, and if it feels good, I think this is a great way to go. I do none of those three things <laughs> because it just doesn't feel like I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it would work for me. I um I love eating at night. Like it's kind of my favorite time to eat. So I definitely, I definitely every single night eat three hours before bed. But I think I probably feel I I don't know. I just like to go to bed full and happy. Um, but I do agree that it's better if you can stop eating a little bit more before bed so you don't go to bed on a totally a totally full stomach, but three hours before, no, 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 that's not happening for me. But I think it's a good idea. Um, and then no work two hours before bed I think is a really great idea for doing the, the downtime. And lately, I've been much better at doing this. I still have room to grow for sure but um no work 2 hours before bed and then the screen time 1 hour before bed for me that just doesn't work because you know that's kind of how my husband and I um relax before bed he loves watching tv before bed or that's where we'll you know watch some shows or something like that so for me that's i never watch tv aside from that time so that's like kind of the wind down time it would feel too restrictive for me if i kind of was like I'm zero screen time. It just, I don't know, that's the only time I watch TV and that's kind of how we like, you know, we'll watch something together or laugh. That's part of our time together. But I thought I'd mention it because I read this multiple times from multiple high achievers and I thought it was really interesting. So that kind of rule is no food three hours before bed, no work two hours before bed, and no screen time at all one hour before bed. So maybe that could work for some of you. Like I mentioned, phone in the other room or on airplane mode. Have your running list going. So, if you need to, brain dump so that you go to sleep with a clear mind and not a racing mind. But here's the trick don't keep your list in your bedroom. For me, I, you know, sometimes I'll bring my work into the room, but when I go to bed and when I'm, you know, winding down, I always keep my work pile out of the room because that way you're fully disconnected from it. I used to sleep with my pile next to my bed just because I would, you know, kind of be taking notes and um, I would always, I've always worked late just because I spend so much time during the day with the kids and being really involved in their school and their activities and their lives that if I want to get done all the things I want to get done I just have to I just have to work at night that was always part of that was always part of how I made it all work but as I've tried to shift things I really realized by keeping my work pile out of my room. And listen, even if you don't have a job, even if you are managing the house and the family and the life, there's, listen, you have to-do lists and you have a ton of stuff to do, but don't keep it in the bedroom. I'm telling you, you, I, you just don't disconnect the same way if your lists are in the room. Now, if you need to brain dump, write it on your list, but keep it in the kitchen, keep it, you know, in the family room, wherever, but Keep it out of the bedroom. That way you can really have a clear mind going to bed and feeling like, okay, like I've written everything down. I will handle that tomorrow. Now I can just reflect on the day, relax, um, you know, stretch, have a moment of gratitude, whatever it is that you do to wind down. Another huge thing I love is this. Allow yourself time in the morning to have great ideas. Give yourself time and space to just think. Like when I was talking about that hour in the morning, that I love it in the gym working out or whatever space you work out in. For me, that's where it happens. Um, For you, it could be on a walk or it could just be, I'm telling you, I love the physical part of it. That's why I think it needs to be some sort of exercise happening at the same time. But give yourself this time and space to figure out solutions and Pay attention to your thoughts and the genius inside of you and like what your mind, I I don't know, in this time, I have so many great ideas more than any other time during the day because things are quiet and I let my genius mind like wander and I feel like it is so important. You know how people get really upset about people always being on their phones like I hear people all the time being like, "Oh, you look every restaurant you see, everyone's, you know, everyone's on their phones, no one's talking and no one's connecting." And I get it. I get why this bothers people. This doesn't bother me that much. But the one reason why I really worry about this is because we are all filling our time all day with phones and scrolling and constantly keeping ourselves entertained is you aren't giving yourself that blank space for brilliant ideas. I i know for a fact that less products are being invented and there are less inventions because we aren't like I mean for lack of a better term, getting bored. We're not letting our mind wander and looking around and solving problems or you know, things that are that, that could benefit people because we're keeping ourselves so busy. If you're at dinner with a friend and be honest, if you're at dinner with a friend and your friend goes to the bathroom, what do you do? You check your phone, right? You take out your phone, you reply to text messages, you check your email, you check social media, you keep yourself busy while they go to the bathroom. We are programmed that we fill all our minutes. But in the past, and like I said, I'm not one of those people that's all fired up about everyone being on their phone. I think people can do what they want and you know, it's part of the world we live in. But this is where I do think it's very interesting is I think that we're filling all our time so we're not letting our brilliant mind wander. We're not looking in the world and seeing like, aha, I could do that better. or I could create something that would solve that problem. We are, we're filling all the minutes. So think of that. I think that there is something so valuable about having that blank space to let your mind wander. And I really believe that in these clear morning hours, you will have your best ideas and then they become a main point of focus for the rest of your day. Part of becoming the greatest you is learning how to let like the genius inside of you and the most powerful part of you guide you and guide your days And not just wake up and go on autopilot. Like one of my biggest fears in life, and one of the things that I am the most on pulse with is I want to make sure I'm not just a robot, that I'm not just going through the motions every day, that I'm not just, I don't know, that I'm not just repeating everything. Let the most powerful part of your mind set the course for your day and sometimes I write down my ideas and sometimes I don't need to write them down sometimes they're you know just kind of bigger ideas and I'm thinking about one thing and I don't need to write it down because I'm thinking about one thing most about most of us think about the things that we always have to do and this running to-do list in our mind and so we're overwhelmed We have this huge to-do list that looks overwhelming we scroll social we scroll social media we check our text then we go into robot mode. I am so fearful of autopilot in life. pay the bills go to the pharmacy get the dog food your to-do list ends up ruling your day. And it doesn't feel manageable. And even if you check things off of the to-do list, because they're not like these big things that set your soul on fire, you can still go to bed feeling like, huh, I got nothing done today. And I feel like this creative mind that we wanna give space in the world isn't worried about the to-do list. This genius mind is all about growing and exploring and creating and focusing on the stuff that really matters you know the little things that lead to the big things and thinking about the the big stuff so i really learned that we have to shift our focus and think about progress rather than just to-do lists now listen i love to do lists. I love to do lists. I feel like it's the only way I'm able to be awesome at a lot of things because I keep organized lists and I am ordering birthday gifts ahead of time and I'm doing room parent tasks ahead of time and I you know I have lists and I have calendars that kind of that keep me on track and and save me time because I'm not racing and doing things last minute. But now my to-do lists don't rule my day. Progress rules my day instead. Those three things that I've decided are the three things that I must get done, the most important things, those rule my day instead of, you know, all the little things on the to-do list. And I'll still get to the to-do list. But when I write my list, my top three are the biggest at the top of the page, and then all the other stuff is smaller and and the list and what I can get to in the day I can get to but my top 3 are big at the very top I underline them in sharpie these are the three things and I must get those done and I fight and I fight to control my day to get those three things done before anything else I ask myself what three things could I do today that would really make progress towards my goals. And like I said, they can be little baby steps towards your goals, but every day, those little baby steps become big things. This becomes my focus of the day rather than that overwhelming endless to-do list. And like I said, because I woke up a little bit earlier and i woke up with a good morning routine i had some really good time for some mental clarity and some some learning or some thinking or some planning or just moments of stillness i'm not just waking up panicked and feeling behind already and jumping into this overwhelming what feels like endless to do list so these three things these three things should be the things that are for you things that will that will help you progress. So listen, whatever your things are, maybe your house has never been organized or your apartment or your space. Say you've never had an organized house and you've always wanted one. So say, okay, cool. That's our that's our goal. So what three things could I do today that will get me closer to that goal? So maybe it's purge one closet. Maybe it's order containers for the fridge or the pantry. And maybe it's um, you know, do a deep clean of the bathroom cabinets and toss out old things, whatever it is. So these three things could be something, whatever your goal is right now, and your goals could change. And the cool thing about these three things is it's going to help you get through more things. So say that example, say you really just want an organized house. You've been trying for years and it's never been organized, but I'm telling you every day, you wake up and you put three things down that will really have you make progress towards that goal, you will get there. Little by little, step by step, you will get there. And I'm telling you, breaking it down and making it this practical will make you not procrastinate. Because like, you know, especially if you haven't purged right and you've kept away too many things, it feels overwhelming. Everything feels like it's overcrowded. Every drawer, every cabinet, every closet. So break it down three things a day towards your goals. And I'm telling you, you will be shocked at how much you can do get done in a week, in a month. I mean, shoot, a year, come on. There's nothing we can't accomplish. Maybe you've always wanted to write a book and that seems impossible. You're like, well, who the hell am I to write a book? Cool, today, how about you buy a book on how to self-publish? That's what should be on your list. Think about your goal. Don't let yourself talk yourself out of it and break it down into manageable steps so that you're making progress every day. Okay, so you've woken up the right way. You've let your mind wander. You've let yourself think of ideas or solutions. Write it down at the top of your to-do list. That way you see what's actually important. You don't forget about it. It's not like it, it's you don't let yourself off the hook. It's there, and then that way, you're never going to bed thinking, oh, I got nothing done today. I'm telling you, I used to feel like this most days, but I make progress now because I'm being very intentional, and the things that I'm doing are things that inspire me and move me forward. To-do lists are really Brain dumps and they can be so overwhelming. I'm telling you, I still do it, but it's below my three main goals for the day. And I do those top three first. Remember, that's when you're the sharpest. And, you know, a lot of those things will be fine if they're handled tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But you have to get those three things done for yourself. And when I'm making my three things, I think, okay, if I got these three things done today, will I go to bed feeling great, like I accomplished enough? If the answer is yes, then I know I've made a good list. Also, the other thing with to-do lists is the nature of them triggers procrastination instead of action. So if we just focus on three things, it simplifies it. Sometimes it's just one step, but what you're doing is you're setting up your brain to make it happen. It's in bite-sized pieces, so we're not gonna trigger procrastination, we're gonna trigger action. And by taking this time in the morning, you'll be so much more intentional about your day and you can make serious progress on your goals. And what I've really learned, which I didn't believe before I did all of this research is you can achieve more by doing less. You can work in smaller chunks of time and get more done. If you think of a project like, you know, it's hours and hours, you'll procrastinate on it, you know? Like, say you have to send this important email. All right. Okay. So I'm going to think about it for 45 minutes. Then I'm going to do a draft of it. I don't like it. I'm going to get up and get a snack. I'm going to come back to it. And, you know, before you know it, this process of sending this one email has been two full hours. But if you consolidate things and you work in smaller chunks of time and just focus on this that task. Make yourself stay focused. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. I've found that you can achieve more in less time. And I'm telling you, it all happens in this morning time because you get yourself organized before that autopilot mind can take over. You're just being so intentional about how your day is going to go and not let yourself get in this autopilot automated thing of knocking things off the to-do list and procrastinating on so many of the things that will actually move the needle and bring you joy and happiness over time. One more thing about sleeping, not sleeping with your phone is it will enhance your focus so much. You'll sleep better and you'll just have more ideas and you'll feel in more control of the day because like I said, you're being proactive, not reactive. You're giving your genius brain that blank space in the world and that alone time in the morning. You have to find that 20, 30 minutes to an hour first thing in the morning before you give your day to everything else. This is essential. In my mind, this is essential to making progress and making an impact and making big strides in your life and and in your goals. I read one time that the most successful people don't take any meetings before noon, And I love this because they just know they're the most sharp in the first few hours of the day and they'd rather get their own priorities done rather than take meetings and let, you know, meetings and other people's, what other people need take over those most productive hours of the day. I just thought that was so interesting and I kind of schedule my days differently. So if I have meetings or Zoom calls, I do them in the afternoon because I've allowed myself to get my priorities done first, the things that are really gonna move the needle and when I'm the sharpest. A lot of times for things like this, for for meetings, we don't, I, I don't need to be my sharpest. That doesn't need my best hours. I can do that later in the day. This is where you can focus the best and you're thinking about your big picture goals before your day gets hijacked. And that is such a huge thing because I feel like it's so easy for our days to get hijacked, especially lots of us that take on so many things. It's just so easy for it to happen. I also feel so much happier during my day when i know i've been productive early on so if i wake up at 5 i get my workout in i get my freezing cold shower i do a quick get ready and then i know my my three things maybe i get one or two of them done even before the house is awake and before i start doing kids and helping them get ready and breakfast i am such a happy person i am such a happy mom going into it because i'm like i already i have a clear intention for the day i've already been productive on a couple things I don't wake up feeling behind and rushed all day and like fighting for that time to get to my to-do list. It's just, it's a game changer. And I'm telling you, you have to have a quitting time. Like I mentioned, this is a totally new one for me, but you have to stop so that your days don't just roll into the next, you know? So I'm shortening my day and I make myself quit working, which doesn't feel natural but it feels better. I've always been fascinated with Parkinson's Law, and if you haven't heard of this, it's the concept that work expands to fill the time you have to complete a task. So I really think that most people would do the same job in five hours of a workday if that's what they know they had rather than the eight hours that most of us have in a workday. It's so interesting. Like when we were all in college and we had the whole semester to complete the big paper, but we finished it on the very last day and turn it in at the last office hour we possibly could. We had all semester. But it's this concept that work expands to fill the time you have to complete the task. So by setting shorter time limits, it makes us get to things. And I'm telling you, you've heard me say it, speed over perfection. Don't think about the call 45 minutes before and contemplate it. It's a two-minute call. You know you have a limited time because we're ending our day early, hard and sand, no way around it. So you have to just do it. And I'm telling you, speed over perfection, even if you, in your mind, you're only doing it 90% awesome, nobody knows the difference. You know what I mean? It's just so crazy that you can get more out of your life when you do less and you set a quitting time. And it's just by planning your day right and giving yourself deadlines and don't let your to-do list or your email control your day and let your day get hijacked. Let your three biggest priorities control your day. This has been such a powerful thing in my life. Um, I used to never stop working, but now by setting clear goals, I'm focused on what I need to get done and I do it first in the day. And if you're one of those people that needs more boundaries between work and personal life, this will help so much because it will give you more time to be present with your family and let your brain rest in the way that it needs to and the way that you want to and have that downtime to recoup. And honestly, I still don't do this some days to be completely transparent. It is 10.29 p.m. and I am doing this podcast because I just was so motivated tonight and passionate and I, I had just read a great article on this and I was like, I gotta do this. I've been researching for this for months. It's all fresh in my brain. I feel like I can bring the most value if I do it right now. So, I just broke my own rule. But for most of the time, I call that quitting time and I spend more time with my family and I let myself relax in the evenings because otherwise, what's it all for? You know? So, I'm trying to set deadlines and actually stick to them so I really feel in control of my days and I accomplish more each day. Within less time and with less stress and with less overwhelm, it's really, really been a game changer for me. Okay, so to recap, don't sleep with your phone, don't wake up and check your email and scroll social media first thing right when you wake up. Take time for yourself in the morning, pick those three things that you are going to accomplish in the day and do them first while your brain is the sharpest and before your day gets hijacked. And also in your morning time, allow your genius mind to work and be creative and have that blank space and not just go into autopilot and routine and to-do list mode of your day. Each of these small steps can build on each other and that's what I love about this whole morning routine concept is I gave you everything I think is the most important, a good nighttime routine, a good morning routine, all the steps. But the great thing is all these steps can build on each other. So start with one tomorrow. Then you can add in each of these steps and then keep building on it until you really have a new routine that works great for you. Because this daily routine that we've talked about is backed by science and research and it's been proven over and over by top performers all over the world and I really believe that it will set you up for long-term success. Push yourself to get back on track with your routine. That's why I love a cold shower. Like I love a cold shower because like I said, it's like I already did something hard in the day. I already proved to myself that I'm tough and I'm gonna do what I tell myself I'm gonna do and I got this day. Yes, I'm gonna be pulled in a million directions, but I'm going to be strategic with my time. I'm not gonna procrastinate. I'm not gonna make small projects bigger than they need to be. I'm not gonna sit and ponder it. I'm just gonna tackle the things that I need to do because. That's what's gonna make me have progress towards my goals. That's what's gonna make me fall asleep feeling like I made progress that day and I really accomplished things and I was in control of my day. I wasn't just a robot going through the motions. I was awake and alive and intentional. I set my goals and I worked towards them. I'm telling you, it's all those little steps that make for those big steps and really making strides towards your goals. And this whole process will make you so much more confident. I'm, I, I am fascinated with the concept of confidence and I love that you're proving to yourself every day how competent you are. And you say, I'm going to get these three things done. And you do it. You're constantly proving to yourself that you can do it and you can do hard things and you can procrastinate, you can not procrastinate and you can prioritize and you can execute and you can, you know, do what you tell yourself you're actually going to do. It's great for self-confidence on top of everything else. I'm telling you, by having an awesome morning routine, you will accomplish more of your goals and you will for sure have so many more awesome days. I hope you got so much value out of this podcast. Please share with me what you've learned or what is awesome about your morning routine that I can bring to this community and share. I love having these conversations after these podcasts to really learn and really grow and really expand on the topic. I poured so much into this podcast, and I feel so good about all the tips that we talked about, and it's had such a big impact on my life. I really hope you take some of these things and really um, add them into your morning routine and your nighttime routine. I'm telling you, it is such a powerful thing, and I think you will really see some very awesome positive changes in your life, um, like I have. I've just I I feel so excited to share all of this and I can't wait to to have conversations about it and see how it helps you reach your goals on the daily and on the weekly and on the monthly. Thank you so much for listening and go out there and be awesome and have an awesome morning routine. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast.